0: good to hear your voice. Thank you. It's been a while since we did one. I'm excited to be back because we have a mini series.
1: What's the mini series about?
0: The mini series is about 10 mental models to help you capitalize on opportunities. So opportunities are broadly defined. And these are just 10 different stories uh, from our personal lives, from our business lives that we're going to tell over the next five days. And that's it. You can subscribe in the mission newsletter to read them all. And today we're going to talk about the first two.
1: All right. Let's jump into it. First one. You won't have the ideas. The ideas will have you.
0: So the tricky thing about dealing with opportunities is you can feel pulled towards them. And we've all felt this pull. But what's hard about the pull is it's hard to tell, you know, did you come up with the idea for this opportunity or did somebody else place this desire for this opportunity in you? It's really hard to tell sometimes. So this is just a call to make sure you're looking at the right opportunity.
1: So how do you know that the idea has you instead of the other way around.
0: I think when an idea truly has you, you find yourself, the idea kind of fades into the background in a sense, and you forget that almost all of your daily actions and habits and behaviors and things are kind of all running on top of this idea. So this idea is kind of like the operating system that powers your life unknowingly. So maybe you formulated the idea on your own, or maybe you have like a semblance of what is motivating you or what's kind of like pulling you along. But I think often it's just in the background of our world. And it's not until we start a practice of like daily journaling or something like that, where we can look back in an objective light and see what we actually did over the course of a bunch of days. That's when you can kind of get a glimpse at what your underlying operating system looks like and what type of ideas you're running, basically.
1: Yeah, I like that. Looking at your actions more than assuming that you're going to have the light bulb moment, the idea is just going to come to you and then you can just start acting on that the next day.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be there. I think it's going to be, there's always going to be a pattern or some type of hint about it. And that's going to be in the study of your data, basically. So whether you're taking a journal and getting data that way, or if you're looking at your uh, social media breakdowns to get your data, there are a number of ways to kind of like look for patterns. And we've started to talk about dark data when we're working on podcasts and things. And it's an interesting concept.
1: Yeah. When data is all around you, but you don't know how to properly utilize it.
0: Yeah, it's just a name for the data that's uh, around you right now that exists, but you can't quite capture, display, and then make sense of it. Or you might
1: not know it exists.
0: Exactly. So I would say that you'll know when the idea has you when you start uncovering kind of dark data in your own life. So when you look more closely at your daily behaviors, that's when you're going to really be able to see the idea that's uh, motivating you or inspiring you in its entirety. And when you get a glimpse of it over the course of like a couple months of records or a couple years of records, that's when it can get exciting because then you can start to put together a larger narrative. And if you've taken really good data or really good notes or really good journals, you'll have a lot to build off of. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, cold, hard data. It can be narrative. It can be stories that meant something to you. And you can look for the overall pattern later. Uh, I think that's the only type of place where you're really going to be able to see what idea has you. And most people think that they know, but I think it's, and the reality is something that's uh, pretty tricky to grasp or actually see.
1: Yeah. And that's how mission came to be. Also, it was, yeah when looking at all of our actions over a couple of years, it kept coming back to the same things, writing, storytelling, and wanting to get the word Publishing, out there. A studio
0: model. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So second one, people will admire you and they will show it through imitation.
0: Yeah. So this is a mental model that whether you're working on an opportunity or using an existing opportunity to kind of like leverage it and get to the next one, this is really important to remember. So anytime you're selling yourself or pitching yourself and you're introducing a new idea, you're basically introducing a, a new meme or a new way of doing things. You're offering people the idea and the opportunity to step into a new reality. And it's not until you see people imitating this behavior and starting to literally, you know, emulate your mannerisms that you have an idea or a meme or a pitch that's good enough to to spread. And so, to get kind of nerdy, when people talk about a viral coefficient, that's just the idea that if you send out or do one more of something, it's going to result in uh, a bit more of what you want to happen. So if you have a viral coefficient in your newsletter if you send out the day's newsletter you end up with more subscribers at the end of the day and that's what you want to shoot for in business and with your reputation with your brand with your name and if you start to think about you know looking for and noticing when you're either imitated or not imitated or mimicked, you know, maybe when people are like poking fun at you in different ways, you have to notice like where you're at on that scale. Kind of if, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have grown up thinking, you know, Hey, don't copy me. That's bad to be copied. Yeah. And it's actually a great thing because you'd rather want to look around and see people trying to mimic your behaviors to see if they can also have great results versus envy, which can be actually the opposite where someone's looking at your results and they're envious of it and jealous of it, but they don't right. want to put in the work. They don't want to do anything per se, but they're still going to be kind of, you know, a little salty at you, Right. which is yeah. not a good piece.
0: No, definitely. And I think that's a good reminder that it can quickly get into uh, envy territory. However, in many ways, I think it's still something to be proud of in a sense. Like if you can get any type of this uh, momentum going on or this type of thing happening about your business, your cause, your story, whatever project you're working on, it's a really positive sign. So don't underestimate the small signs. If, you know, somebody thinks something you said is funny, you know, say it again, build on it. Uh, keep going, no matter how small that is, because that's usually where the really, really interesting ideas or uh, you know, crazy ideas, that's where they start.
1: Yep. I agree. So if you guys want to dive deeper into this, go to mission.org and you can subscribe to the newsletter. We had a very long newsletter this Monday.
0: Yeah, so we go into detail about these ten ways that you can kind of build up mental models to help you capitalize on opportunities. And you can subscribe at mission.org on the homepage. On the homepage. Perfect. Well, yeah, uh, go over there. You can get the mini series and uh, a bunch more inside our newsletter, including yeah. a new contest. I think, a mini series. A mini series, yeah.
1: Th- this mini series or a different yeah, mini series? This, <laughs> this mini
0: series, yeah. We're also working on the next one coming up soon.
1: Are we allowed to talk about those here? or Not yet.
0: Not yet. All right. Soon.
1: Hopefully soon. Well, we have some great guests coming up this week. So stay tuned, listen to the interviews and let us know what you think.
0: All right. See you soon. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce. They're a customer times five Twilio and Katera who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right.